Good day, everyone. You are listening to the Meeting Impact podcast, empowered by Young Chiefs, a hard work initiative. It's Mishi Guyash. I'm gonna be your host today. This is the first episode of the Meeting Impact series, a series in which we interview inspirational leaders building purpose-driven organizations. On today's show, we are going to talk with Mark Rothheisen, who funded Naxio projects right after finishing his university studies at the age of 24. Four years later, Mark's sustainability consultancy is striking a deal with the world's second largest private equity firm. Tag along if you want to hear more about Mark's personal purpose and how he walks his talk while consciously building his company. I would love to further introduce Mark, but I only know him for like a year or so. Maybe it's a better idea to hear a kind introduction from someone who knows him for more than 20 years. Let me rather give the floor to Felix Kaiser, the business partner and best friend of Mark. Hey everyone, it's great to talk to you today and, and awesome you get a chance to learn from Mark on this beautiful day. Um, I was asked a little bit as an intro to talk about who Mark is as a leader and what makes him such a great leader and also a little bit reflect on our friendship and, and our entrepreneurial journey together. Um, so I really wanted to start it, you know, it made me really reflect and think about uh, what really truly makes Mark such a great leader. And I think it's the same qualities that, that making such a great friend in my life. And I would say, you know, the first big thing is, is uh, the fact that he really leads from, from empathy and from his heart. And so I think he's an amazing listener. He always listens to what his heart says, but also the heart of others and really tries to connect at a deeper level uh, in order to make decisions. So an amazing quality to have as a leader. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest traits that uh, bring him success in life. I think the second thing is, uh, and it's something that I love uh, and, and is great as a business partner, is um, that he's such a go-getter. Nothing stops him, nothing big or small uh, is ever in his way. And he always loves the true challenge and he really goes for it. And, and that's something that, that is awesome because he really puts doubt aside and goes deeply to that point of trust and says, you know what, this is what we're supposed to do. Let's just go for it. And that's uh, an attitude that I absolutely love. And again, which bring him success in life. And then the third thing I would say is that he really, you know, focuses on gratitude. Uh, and I think it's an incredibly important thing to do as a leader but but as anyone really in life and he really focuses on things that he should be grateful for uh, and things that he is grateful for and he shares that as a leader and so whenever there's something worth celebrating he pops the champagne and he is incredibly grateful for that so i think these are the three big qualities that i would say about mark may make him such an amazing leader and such a great friend well 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 <laughs> Well, there you are. That was the presentation. Good to meet you. <laughs> How does it make you feel, Mark? What resonated with you about what Felix said? Well, of course, when you started, somebody's presenting you, you knew, of course, I knew from the start it was going gonna, gonna to be Felix. And also for you to know, Felix is, is I think, my, is, is my best friend already forever when I was super small. And uh, I mean, I have this super big luxury to, to run a company with your best friend, but you think, okay, this is dangerous. But I think that is the most beautiful thing that ever happened to me to, to work with your best friend. Now, actually, he's also living at my place and, and we have our place together for, for now. 
So, I mean, it's, it's great to see how you can work and work on this firm and build a journey. And what he said all about gratitude from the heart. So obviously it resonates and makes me obviously smile right away. He's in Barcelona. So that's more the jealousy part that I have at the moment, me being in Rotterdam uh, or in Amsterdam now, but uh, no, great. It, it's, it's obviously makes me so joyful to, to hear that, obviously. And how, how about the qualities he has mentioned? I'll be curious to, to what extent do you agree, disagree? How do you look at yourself? No, yeah, of course. It's always obviously always weird to hear that from yourself, but I, I I'm definitely agree, you know, with the go-getting. I think it's you're never small enough. If you say that you can't achieve this, you always have to go for it. I always I never take no for an answer. You always you can always get a no, but then you have to chase either the yes or the no. And I, I always go for that part. And and that's also, you know looking to the bigger picture and don't keep it too small because yeah and i think we had a great discussion with also with Adjan with somebody else you know it's all about transparency and transparency brings you to way more bigger things and that's what i'm i'm a totally open book with everyone you know in the company there's there's nothing to hide and that's for me always the most important thing that we are going towards and all with gratitude why are we always focusing on who is the best and uh, employee of the month, etc. I mean, that's it's on one hand very boring, but it's always about focusing on the small things, and that's what I so like also in the company when you when we have different gratitude awards in the company. So when you hear people talking about what they're grateful for, you it's so interesting where something so small can be something so big for one person, and that's what you tend to forget, and that's how you get to learn each other. You know, where something like a hug when something happened can be. That one thing that made a difference for you. Certainly in these times when you you don't see each other, you have less physical contact with people, uh, can just be that moment that makes a total difference. So that's my drive is to see people love, to see people talking from the heart, even before profit or anything. That's for me the, just the most important thing. And having people, you know, evaluations. We have the happy rate. If you hear five, that, that just makes me glow that you, that you hear somebody say, yeah, I'm, I'm a definite five at the moment. And if it's a 4.5, I'm going to strive for that five, you know, in the, in the next quarter. That's, that's my challenge. It's not even that that's my biggest challenge, I would say. So it totally resonates. And it's great to see, you know, being a leader is one thing, but it's, it's all how you, how you bring leadership to the table and how you cope with different voices to, 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 to lead the company. And that's obviously always a, a challenge, but it's, it's, it's one that I'm super proud and then brings so much energy every single day to me. I see. And also from your answer, it turns out that both in your personal life and in your work life, uh, you're very conscious. And uh, that that's something great to see in the business world as well and how successful business people are really becoming and going on that path. But actually, I would be really curious from the beginning. So let's start. Let's go back a little bit in time. Maybe when you met actually Felix. Uh, because nobody is born with a purpose, right? And uh, I would be really curious to, to, to ask you a question of like, what were your dreams as a youngster that you arrived to this stage? Now we go a little bit back casting from there. Yeah, so what was my dream? So I was, when I was young, I'm, uh, I, could, I just couldn't work in other companies. I saw always things that were wrong and people didn't like my judgments. So I always had big troubles with internships because I also did... My studies and during my studies I had internships and I think I was kicked off twice of an internship because I said yeah you should manage this and he said who do you think you are you're an intern what what what, what are you saying so again I, I think I, I filled once the course of internship I was like are you kidding me I'm missing them I filled that one so 
then after I redid my internship and then with actually the, the father of Felix, who is also my business partner. So I did my internship there and actually then the whole sustainability journey started. And yeah, there, there it all started where I was living with uh, the father of Felix for, for half a year. And we had actually, uh, yeah, this flipboard in, a, in the living room, which the wife of Paul found horrible, but she had to kind of live with it. And we were drawing every time, what, what should we do? Because I, I really didn't want to study anymore. I felt I'm ready for, for this next challenge. I'm ready to, to start something up. And that's where we start drawing and, uh, and actually came up with, with next year project. We started with insulation uh, products. That was the start of our journey. That was my dream to have the biggest installation product in the world, but that that left afterwards to to starting next year project. So the dream was always being an entrepreneur. I was surrounded of entrepreneurs. My father is an entrepreneur. All his brothers are. Uh, my grandfather was. So you were surrounded about this is an option. It's it can be very close to you. So I think that was the the lucky part that I had that I had a lot of tools and people to who you you could talk to, and also seeing that the dream is not so far away because sometimes mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur can seem very difficult and a very big step to take, but it was so close because you saw it happening and some were obviously failing and some were successful. And again, that, that brought so much energy and so much, I mean, to, to that the, the dream was actually super close for me. Yes, I see. And, and I see how, by the mindset and the beliefs that really influence you to become an, an entrepreneur. But actually, uh, I also know that you were like 24, 25 years old, right? When you started uh, uh, your company. Yeah, and I would be, I think also people on this call would be very interested, like what prepared you towards this challenge? What, what were the kind of qualities you had to possess to, to say that I'm going to go with it and I'm going to start this up? Yeah, I was 24, I remember. And it was, <laughs> I, I did my defense on, I think, the 13th of July and the 14th of July, immediately when I got my defense, I went to the chamber of commerce and I opened my my company I was like okay now that's done ticked off and now I can actually move forward very quick <laughs> very quick but I was in that internship and we did I did a certain exercise for that internship where I helped the company to get insight on how sustainable they were and there were actually three other partner companies coming to me from hey do you want to do this for us like yeah sure so I thought this is going to be a short thing you know let me just dip in how entrepreneurial is so let's Get that started and then yeah it started with on in Tilburg uh, I remember in a little square I think it was two desks in uh, in the entrepreneurship center and there's where we started just consulting and I remember I was just you know when you talk about direct leadership was wasn't still there you know you were too you were sometimes waiting to get an email I remember you know from oh shit yes we got an email and now we can actually start or you're chasing leads but then people were looking at you like okay this sorry I don't know how old are you 24 Sure, man. I know you know. Come up in in a couple of years, and then and then we'll talk. But yeah, the leading part really came from from deep down in Tilburg, from really setting a structure. What do we want to be as a company? And I talked to many different companies. Uh, one of my uncles is running Roland Berger, so which gave me a lot of inspiration because you know I, I don't know if you know that firm. It's it's in Amsterdam. It's also a bigger firm, consultancy firm, and. Um, and Teo was really explaining and I was like, okay, this is really not something that I want to be actually. And that was actually, and even though it's a big firm and has huge successes, it is so hierarchical and there's so much where you don't feel anybody, you have to work until 11 and that's it. And then you have to get your work done and credits is to the partner. And I'm like, fuck, credits is to the partner. Are you kidding me? And I, yes. because I'm so not, I have 
you know, I had a lot of egos around me and I, I really tried to put these ones always aside where I feel people who worked on it should get the credit that they need. So you should be them on the call. If you, if you, if you were an analyst, you on the call to really get your story out of what you worked upon, what you found, etc. That's So that's what I tried to put, you know, however, how young you are, it's all about ambition, where your heart is. And if that's all in line, then there is nothing to go wrong. And that's, that's what you see now sometimes, you know, uh, you're in calls with big managements, uh, for example, BP, where somebody who's 23, who just finished his bachelor's, explaining to BP management for, well, I think we should do this and that. And then these guys are, how old are you again? Yeah, 23. And then you're like, damn, this is great. You know, then this gives me so much energy that you, that you actually can show that age doesn't make a difference. And that's why, you know, we with also with Frank and uh, Frank Frank and also with Adjan, where we work so well together, where, you know, it's all about being complementary to each other. It's not about I'm the best and I'm the best knowledge, etc. It's about being circled with knowledge, circled with people with more expertise or with their disciplines. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's what we do. I prefer having people that are smarter than myself, but it's all about leading and getting in the right direction. So yeah, that, that's a bit to start how, how it all started in Tilburg for me. Yes, I see. And, uh, and it's great to hear that also you started with such a strong purpose and then um, start a strong, strong value system and you started Naxio. But I think uh, it's also a very interesting question to know that how, how, how could you keep this, this kind of values and beliefs when the company starts growing? And now you have uh, more like a lot of consultants, right, as well. So now the company grew significantly. How could you keep this same drive, these same values while the company was getting bigger, more hierarchical and uh, all the rest? Yeah, you know, it, it was super difficult. And, we, and, and I must say, you know, you're still in that questioning from what would be the, the, the optimal structure. You know, we looked at the holistic approach. We looked at the high approach, the horizontal approach. And we are kind of mixing them all up. And I think, you know, we're still not there from what would be the best approach because the more consultants you get, the, the, the more, more difficult it is to, to keep it horizontal and to keep it that way. And there's we were working now, you know, how you keep the structure, how it is now, the purpose wise, is really focusing on the people. You know, that's where it starts. You want to bring the same energy that I'm hopefully bringing to you to really also bring that to the clients. And that's for me... You know, we, we pick our clients. We don't, clients don't choose us, but we also pick them. So there needs to be a mutual understanding. So I remember my first biggest, you know, client that I really didn't want to work with. I was like, that was 24 and I was still in Tilburg and we had this client. I was like, I never want to have this afterwards. This guy was yelling at me from, yeah, you're the consultant and why don't you have the answers? I'm like, this is not how we, how we work together. So uh, since then, you know, you always give people a second chance. You always will work with companies that have a huge track record, maybe in, in things that happen that you really don't want to be associated with. But again, you're here to make a difference. You're here to help companies and bring a second chance. So that's sometimes also difficult choices where you always have in our terms of conditions that we can break a deal off whenever we like, also based on uh, purpose-driven companies that we want to work with. So there is that clause that we have that, that we can do so. I only happily had to use it once. Um, but also, you know, in the, in the sales discussion that I have with bigger firms, it's always from, so why are you the good one, uh, the good firm to work with? I'm always asking, so why do you want to work with us? You know, why, why do you think we are the right fit for you? Because 
we want to work also with companies in the same direction. And that's always a, a very great discussion that you have from, oh, wow, I never had that, that I call. You have to sell that to me. I said, well, it's, it's both ways, right? You, we're going hand in hand in a sort of a partnership uh, together. And yeah, that purpose is, is so key. And, you know, Mishi, to, 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 to keep that going, it's, it's also a bit about yourself. You know, I don't want to give myself too much credits, but it's also the, the management that you have. You know, I, with, I started it with Paul. And, you know, with Paul, we have this certain grounded uh, way to, to really bring inspiration, bring opportunities to people working at Nexio. And, you know, that, that brings a lot of openness and transparency. And, and I think that's exactly the talk we had with Atyan. Everybody has a voice. So if you, if you have something to say, say it. We have a Monday morning meeting with the whole team. Everybody has a certain moment uh, that they need to discuss their, their journey. They need to discuss how their week is going to look like. There's no way that even, you know, an intern, sorry, yeah, we're out of time. You left off. There's always enough time for, for everyone. So it doesn't matter who you are uh, in the company, obviously. But again, I wouldn't lie. You need, obviously, to know how the structure is set. Uh, obviously, right. there are certain procedures in the company. But again, everybody has a voice. Certainly, if you have ideas, how you would tackle it differently, there are definite things that are there. And that's where you remove that employee of the month. Who is the best performing employee? Who is the best consultant? Who is the best project manager? You know, these are not questions that we ask ourselves. We are here from, hey, how can we make this project the best possible project that we have? And we need all of you. Who wants to chip in? You know, and that, that, that's, that's how we work. And that, that makes that everybody works on projects that they feel good about it. And that's, that's only important. You don't want people working on projects that they don't like. I see as well. And, and, and also when you talk about uh, the, the personality and the personal side of the whole story, that I think is very interesting because nowadays it's all, also a bigger discussion to, 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 to assess whether uh, company purpose and personal purpose could be two separate things. And I'll be actually very curious to know what, where do you stand with that statement? Uh, how does your personal life really reflect this sustainability drive that your company represents yeah personal yeah no i think my personal purpose is, is so interlinked look Mishi, i have a, i have a, almost three girlfriends i think that i have to to take care of you know next year my sustainable capture group and now we're obviously putting our heart in the hard work so i think uh my total personal life is in there because look my personal life and and professional life are obviously intertwines very much together why is that? Because in my personal life, I had many experiences, you know, I had bad moments in my life. Everybody had his, bad mo his or her bad moments in, in his or her life. That brought me so much also in my professional life, you know. Um, also, you know, at home, you know, you had troubles. These troubles really helped me to, to, to grow and to be the person who I am, you know. Um, and that's very inspirational. Also with my grandfather, who who was really a father figure for me, um, very helped me to build on very big steps that also brought myself. And from a personal perspective, evolved and had to become mature faster than others. So that brought me this maturity, obviously brought a certain grounded ship also for myself. And that brought of obviously to our professional life, also a lot to be grounded. Obviously, uh, stress is a big thing. Uh, uh, so trying to cope with that and how you work with that. But um, again, the personal purpose is so there. If you look, you know, a very simple question we have our house and I think my house has, everything is secondhand. So there, there's not even something new. I think there's one, uh, one stool or something that is, that is new for the rest. Everything is secondhand. So that was a 
amazing exercise. So the purpose there is so that we practice what we preach. And I think that that, that goal is so, so amazing. And uh, yeah, the purpose in, 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 in work is yes, absolutely interlinked. My success in work is, has so much success in my personal life and vice versa. I wouldn't lie. I would lie to say that my hard work that I put in my professional life has some impact on my personal life. So also on my pers personal purpose. And that, that obviously triggers there a bit, but yeah, that's, that's part of the decision and uh, the road I went into. Yes. And I, and I, and I also understand that uh, you are practicing what you preach, you walk the talk. And what about uh, how, to, to what extent can you assess actually clients, whether they are doing the same, because you, you, you mentioned some, uh, some strict selection criteria. And I would be really curious if, are you willing or happy to work with someone who is really not doing that because we see it often as well with the with the Rolex watch on the on the hand uh, uh, camera dropping by there. We have experienced <laughs> that. Uh, wh where do you stand with that, or how do you assess that uh, issue? Yeah, you know, that it is always so difficult. You know, we we had one of these clients. Um, it, it, look, you want to give, well, like I said, you want to give everybody a second chance. So, how the journey went of of next year, you first work with very small firms. So the small firms were always very purpose-driven because they were small and you can, could make a very quick impact. But next year, it really shifted to mid-market and corporate level. And when I talk about mid-market, it's up to 900 million turnover and 900 million above is the corporate level. So suddenly you're entering a total new dimension where suddenly you, don't can, you can't switch very quickly. And what maybe a manager is selling you and who has the budget and says, yes, I'm super purpose-driven. And you talk to a colleague and same but you don't know if the 9,000 others are actually also on that move and in that direction. And that's always the big, the big problem that you're facing. So that's what you will feel on the go, obviously. So we had this firm, I will bring a case that uh, had a big fraud case of 2.5, I think 14 million or something. They, they embezzled uh, uh, tax money, but they said, the management convinced me. They said, no, Mark, we really didn't do it. We're still on trial, et cetera. I said, look, everybody deserves a second chance. And, Let's look and let's do a first uh, uh, check, a sustainability check, like we call this, is just check how sustainable you are. Well, that sustainability check was an absolute disaster. So I can tell you so many things came up. I was like, okay, we need to stop there. But then, you know, obviously, there you see, obviously, the, the real face of a person. And then you bring that to the, to the management board saying, look, this doesn't look good, man. And, and, and okay, now you have to think, do you want to move in that direction, which is the direction where we would move towards or not? Because if you won't, then we, sorry, we will not be the right firm to, to pursue this with you. And you can actually use our report for, for a next consultant, for a next journey. And actually at the end, they didn't pursue with us because they really wanted to go to the left and we really wanted to go to the right. So, so you, you know, Mishi, sometimes you, you have to do a certain exercise with a company to actually get to know each other. And, you know, that's, I see also, a certain client relationships, you know, that's also all about psychology. It's like working on yourself. You know, you're insecure, but you want to also have certain relationship or friendships with people that are aligned with your values and also how you want to move forward. And that's the same way we do with our clients. Sometimes these values are just a bit ambiguous in the beginning. You need to trigger these by actually going to the company and doing this first check. That's why we often have this, this project basis as, at first before we even engage in a longer term journey with clients that's something mandatory with us because we want to make sure that after a certain project we can either close it off and we did the job that we did or actually move on and get go for for a longer term 
So what you're saying is it's always a difficult one. And I'm, I'm happy to say that, you know, 80, 90% of our clients are really purpose-driven. So that, that's, that I'm happy, but you will always have this little bunch that, yeah, that, that stick to you, but they are, that are difficult to, to get rid of or remove because they, are, they want, but they, they, they don't know how, they don't have budgets or they're slowly getting there. So yeah, that, that's, that's super difficult. But again, you will never be able to escape that, that greenwashing effect. People, yeah, take it until you make it sometimes, you know, and you get fooled where, where you're standing by. And I get fooled sometimes as well. Then that, that's super frustrating. And, and one can claim that really already your method is very uh, advanced in the sense that you already assess uh, clients to a large extent before starting to work with them. But I would be really curious about the how of that. So would it be like possible, let's say, to start a client call with, with asking, what is your purpose in life as a person? What is, what, uh, how, do you, how do you exercise that purpose? And, uh, and then how, what, is, what is your role in the company or your whole company? Uh, how does how does it reflect that that whole, that whole thing? Would that be yeah? Like and it's a, and it's a cool one, and it's a it's a very cool one what you're triggering because you know when you ask that to people, you have two kinds of reactions. Or people get scared, like what is this guy talking about? I have no clue what to say here. You know, people because purpose is it's like talking about sustainability. People are not really sure what that word means. So that means two things. That means that they probably don't really know themselves yet because. If they don't have a purpose themselves and they don't know what the purpose of the company is, then you have obviously a huge mismatch because you, you don't match your own purpose with the company. Um, so then you get scared off. So what I do, obviously, always, if, you, if people don't count answer that question, you have to go through certain detours from, you know, why are you this company? What, what does it make that you are pushing every day, your work, etc.? So... The, the funny thing is, you know, I always, we always tend to ask that question with my colleague Robert, who, with whom we do all the commercial stuff is on that. But you get, you get, I think you would love on the, sometimes the reactions or the big eyes or like, oh shit, you know, what should I do with this? So I think that is always uh, a difficult one, but it scares a lot of people off, I would say, still. And that's, that's a good thing because I think... Um, yeah, that means that we are still in the right place and then we're still work, working in the right direction and that there's still a lot of work to be done. And again, a person who can't answer the purpose question now, I can tell you, we ask, always ask the purpose question at the end and I can tell you almost all of them can ask them at the end. And they always say, I remember you asked me that question and I was not sure what to say. And maybe still you're not, you know, when you listen to the answer now, you're still like, mm, okay, that could be refined. But at least there's a start in that purpose journey. And, and I think everybody would know uh, that, that that just takes time. That's not one, one day to the other. It doesn't take a year. It really takes two to three years. You know, talk about myself. I've been uh, being coached every two weeks for now, five years, a life coach, because there's so much to discover about yourself. There's so much that happened in your life, you know, that you have put away that you've hidden because you don't want to look at it anymore but there's so many resources that you can use from from that to grow and to make a base for the future and you're going to think like what the hell is this guy talking about from i don't want to go in that shit anymore but sometimes just these things that were that were so difficult to face you know either different difficult relationships you know i had a difficult relationship with my father for example you know these things are so important to reflect upon why was this because you're going to always you're going to always face that moment again that you're going to think, oh, this is what I had 10 or 20 years ago. So better be prepared and, and deep dive in yourself. And that's, that's so important. And there's where I feel, obviously, 
a little bit more mature. The beard helps, obviously, but people think, you know, have that impression that you are this grounded person that knows what you're talking about and brings along step by step uh, the people to towards discovering their purpose. And that's sometimes what you do by helping companies is helping finding the purpose of a sustainability manager, you could say. Yeah, and that, that must be such an amazing feedback or, or, or really a moment of appreciation when at the end of the, your work with a company, you really not only have the company, but the person itself as well. So that must be su such an amazing uh, feeling to achieve. And I would be uh, reflecting on your own journey. I would be really curious about what is your advice for, for young people to really find this purpose, but to, to, to really get to know themselves how to start with it or, or, or what kind of uh, yeah, important things to watch out for in this journey. Yeah, so what I would do, and I think this is an advice and I will, I will share you something personal from my side. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person who has uh, always uh, trouble with eczema. You probably see it a bit on my eyes as well. So eczema for me is this kind of a warning that I'm either in a lot of stress or that I need to watch out for myself, that I'm in lack of sleep. So that's kind of my warning lights that I have on my body and that I know. So it actually goes on and off pretty, pretty fast. And it's pretty funny because when I was a young kid, I had it for very long times, but I never, I was frustrated. I was uh, in an adolescence, so I could never know why. So you were angry. You put, everybody can reflect on that period, I think. But now I know how to cope with my eczema, what it actually means. And I'm super thankful for, for, for that eczema, which brings also sort of a purpose for me to understand my body to be in connection with your body and your mind right and it's so it is so incredible and and that's also you know i'm reflecting to my friendship with felix which is unconditional you know and and it's that's incredible that you can have and i'm uh, you know that you have some people around you that with whom you can share that friendship where you can share you know your your insecurities and i'm all about sharing insecurities because it brings even more strength because maybe people have different things you know some people have it with sweating some people have it with hair loss you know think about it what it actually brings you and actually find a message so what i did to bring also the where i found my purpose was with this eczema every time that i start scratching i wrote down the first word that popped in my mind when i was scratching i did that for two years and with my life coach after two years you're linking the dots and actually by linking the dots you're pretty amazed what actually this eczema means and what actually the next steps for you are to achieve. And that's how I went through my purpose and build upon that, which is a simple thing, eczema, which obviously um, a lot of people put a lot of creams on to hide it, but don't try to hide it. Try to look at it actually face to face from what does it actually mean for you? You know, what does this rash for me and for some others a disease, can it be a disease mean for you? And that that's super important. That's what uh, yeah, transparency, presence, and being aware of yourself, then you can actually work on your purpose. So that's start with that. I tell you guys all, you know, that that's just inspirational to see stories. And when you start doing this journey together, you start to be linked with people around you that are also going down that journey. And that's so inspirational. People, you know, the journey is already set for you. It's, it's everything is in front of you. You have all the tools, but you need to be open your eyes to look at these tools. And in order to do so, you need to discover yourself. That's that's the start. And I wouldn't even go into professional, yes, be an entrepreneur, you know, be an entrepreneur. I mean, we all know that, but start with yourself. That's, I think, the most important thing. That's Mark Rothheisen, the co-founder of Nexio Project, a true vulnerable leader practicing self-reflection and gratitude in his professional and personal life. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. 
If you are curious about the next episodes of the Meeting Impact series, don't forget to subscribe. This episode was produced by Mishi Guyash, with music produced by Andras Agrashi. The cover art was produced by Alejandra Murtia. Thanks also to Frank Odens, Adjan Brower, and Frank Ecking. I'm Mishi Guyash, and you have been listening to the Meeting Impact podcast, empowered by Young Chiefs, the Heartwork Initiative.